To the healing she got faith show this is lily she got faith your founder and host of healing she got faith and you're listening to us on total entertainment radio happy monday i'm so excited to be here with you all i got some really special guests in the building so i cannot wait for y'all to see them i really hope that march has been extraordinary for y'all but will y'all my audience help me Bring on the new era young lords of the Connecticut chapter. Hiya. Hello. Welcome, welcome. So if y'all if y'all want to start off by introducing yourselves. Chastity, do you want to go first? Okay. So my name is <laughs> my name is Chastity, and I'm actually the state treasurer for the Connecticut chapter. I'm Melissa and I'm a community outreach. In the Connecticut chapter. And I'm Cynthia. I'm the Cocacique um, for the Connecticut chapter. Yes. Welcome, welcome. Thank you all so much for your time. And we are also here celebrating Women's Month. So we are definitely, we got all the ladies in the building. We're going to talk about the young lords and who they are. And just, we're going to get into some real deep conversation about the organization, about being women, about um being in this type of organization in 2022 with everything we got going on so we're going to get deep into that but y'all know we cannot move forward without letting our guests do our icebreaker because you know that's just what healing she got faith is all about so will whoever wants to go first just let me know okay chess and then just um so my audience, me and Chaz are related. We're cousins. <laughs> That's my little cousin. So yeah, just let me know um, what, how you want me to cut the deck? How many cards you want me to look into? And yeah, I'm all ears. Okay, let's go from the back end. Let's get two cards. Let's see, one, two. You want me to pick two cards or you just want number two? I want the number two. Okay. So you got releasing anger. Anger is a natural emotion, but I recognize that holding on to it can be toxic for me. I look at the person who has caused me pain and see them as a human being they are. I release the anger. I feel and free myself, freeing myself and expanding to love. Mm, so ponder on that. <laughs> um, by the way, y'all, so this is actually a new deck of cards. It is called Mindful Message, courtesy of Amazon. Um, so I'll put this deck of cards in the show notes so whoever wants to go first uh or second i should say let me know how you want me to split the deck up i could go second um pick the 12th card from the front or back front so one two three four five six seven eight 9, 10, 11, and 12. Gratitude. I love acknowledging all the little things I'm grateful for, no matter what I have going on. I always have things to be thankful for. Whenever I'm feeling upset, I can fill up a page with the things I appreciate. This begins to shift my mood and focus onto that, which brings me joy. Mm, we got anger. We got gratitude. Okay. 
Alyssa. Yikes, I'm a little nervous. I'm just going to go with one from the middle. <laughs> one from the middle. <laughs> Playful. I go about life playfully and take things lightly. I can turn any hard day or heavy burden into a fun adventure. Why spend time upset when there is so much fun to be had? Okay. Anger, gratitude, playful. Mm, let me see. Let me pick me a card. Let's see. Creator of happiness. I reclaim my power to create my own joy and happiness. It is not dependent on any outside source or individual. Therefore, it cannot be taken away. It can always be found within me. Period. Okay. So, do do these cards resonate with y'all? Some of does. <laughs> Mine did. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Chad. Let's start with you. How does it resonate with you? I'm typically an angry person. I'm trying to change that. Okay. Straight to the point. She's. Look, I, I know where I'm at, and this is what it is. I think card was meant for you then. Cynthia, what about you? Can you read my card all over again? Mm -hmm. Gratitude. I love acknowledging all little things I'm grateful for. No matter what I have going on, I always have things to be thankful for. Whenever I'm feeling upset, I can fill up a page with the things I appreciate. This begins to shift my mood and focus on to that, which brings me joy. Um, it, it helps me be grounded, grounded. Yes. more humble for the things that I have. Cause it could be easily taken away. Yes. I love that. Yes. Alyssa, what about you? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I probably <laughs> to a fault I'm a little playful sometimes, <laughs> uh, I tend to make even things that I probably shouldn't a joke a joke because it makes me it's easier to deal with things when you you know than to sit there and harp on something like like chastity is card where you're angry like I'm I'm an angry person too I've been an angry person for a long time and I don't like I don't like to be an angry person so I think that that playfulness card is a good thing and a bad thing at depending on the circumstance okay I, I can appreciate that Mine is creator of happiness. I reclaim my power to create my own joy and happiness. It is not dependent on any outside source or individual. Therefore, it cannot be taken away. It can always be found within me. Um, this is something I'm working on. I think that in the past, I've given a lot of people power over my emotions. And so I'm at a place in my life where I'm really understanding emotions and that like happiness is a choice. Like I can choose to be happy in a situation I'm also very big on like acknowledging my emotions. So like I love right now that like you all are like, y'all know where y'all at emotionally and just working on that. So it definitely resonates with me. These cards are good. And y'all the first people to do that deck. So I'm so excited. Yes, I love when like guests come on and they're like they're the first people to have the deck. Like I literally just opened it before we came on earth. So Yes. So before we um, move on to our next thing, would you all like to just kind of explain your position in the organization? I know um, a little bit later on in the show, we're going to actually explain what the organization is, what it stands for. But um, do you guys just want to kind of give a little bit of background 
of what you all do within the organization um, or just any information before we dive deep into it? Well, mine is pretty obvious. I'm the state treasurer, so I handle money as much as I can. Um, beyond that, we have a lot of freedom because we are a little bit of a small chapter. We've all been rocking out with each other for a long time. I've been part of it since the beginning, so I'm able to do fun stuff like be part of this radio show instead of our actual cacique, who did not want to do it. He loved the fact that he has a bunch of women to do it for him. But I, my main responsibility is, you know, it, um, you know, getting people's dues and having an opinion on what we spend the money on. But I don't do too much just yet. Okay. Cynthia could probably explain the community outreach aspect better than I can, <laughs> to be honest, because that whole um, COVID and all that stuff, we kind of got put on hold with me mm -hmm. actually taking over Cynthia's role as um, the community outreach person, where she's the Kokasike now. So eventually I'll be able to explain more about that. But what I'll they call me is the activist of the group more so than anything so i guess that would probably be my actual role currently where like i'm constantly trying to get people to like go to events that are that are happening whether it be you know black lives matter issues social justice issues you know um we're not supposed to really follow complete politics but um you know any any issues that that fit into our little realm i guess like we were out there for for a no war um an anti-war demonstration this past sunday and stuff like that and um i mean cynthia has has a lot of the same connections that i do but between the two of us we we managed to get a decent crew there and actually two sundays ago i managed to get we had three events all in one day three different, three different crews all out in different spots i was so excited it was great i was pumped um, that was pretty yeah, cool because so i got to go to something too that's awesome. I was so pumped because like I'm I'm always out there and I go there I go out by myself a lot of the times you know what I mean and it's not like that's just because that's what I did before I even was part of this crew you know what I mean so now to get like everybody finally like get to get everybody involved and to know like where we fit in in that in that um, mentality is it's good to it's good to see. Yes, I love that. Well, congratulations. That's huge. Now, Cynthia, you explain what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> so before I took Kokasike, I was a community outreach uh, specialist. Basically, it is reaching out to different um, nonprofits, organization, any grassroots, um, to mayor, um, basically to try to get um, resources or donations or, you know, uh, partner up to do events with them. Um, same thing with, you know, like what is Alyssa is doing, um, you know, partner up with, with um, protest and stuff like that um that's kind of basically the community outreach it's it's a very long and stressful <laughs> job but networking. it's worth it <laughs> so my position is the second in command of the organization i help the casica out and what i do is i basically you know I do my own thing. Everybody has their own town specifically that they they run. Okay. So, you know, it's just making sure everybody is, you know, doing their job. <laughs> and that's it. So is your position like having a director and like a co-director or, okay. Yeah, so it's like 
president and co-president. Gotcha. Makes sense. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for sharing and thank you so, so much for opening up. I'm definitely excited to finish this conversation. We're going to take our first break in, but when we come back, we are going to talk a little bit about grief. And welcome back to the Healing She Got Faith show. We are so excited because we have the New Era Young Lures of the Connecticut chapter in, in the building, y'all. Okay, we got three phenomenal women because y'all know it's still Women's History Month. Y'all know I'm a social worker, so y'all know I'm down with the advocacy and philanthropy and just community work. So to have these three phenomenal women, I'm super, 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 super excited, okay? So coming on the show, which thank you all again for coming. Coming on the show, I ask every guest the million-dollar question, okay? Now, it's three of y'all, and this is the first time we've ever had multiple guests on the show. So um, either one of y'all can talk or all three of y'all can talk. You, you know, just however it's flowing. But the question is, describe a time that you grieved and how did it affect you? And you can talk about who supported you, what they look like. Did it lead you to your passion? Did it lead you to the organization? Whatever comes to your heart. I know that's a loaded question, but literally just speak from your mind. So whoever wants to go, we all ears. So this one's a pretty hard one. About um, almost five years ago, I lost my mother. Um, and unfortunately, shortly after losing my mother, you know, God didn't even give us a year. Um, you know, my aunt, which happens to be my cousin Lisa's mother, also passed away. They were actually best friends, too. They loved each other. I, I think they planned to go right after each other. I really <laughs> think they did. Um, <laughs> that, that was a very hard time. And around the time that was happening was when my sister was starting a new relationship. So actually the cacique of the organization, he um, sort of introduced Janie and I mm -hmm. to it as, as a way to sort of, um, you know, channel our grief into something positive. Uh, anyone who knew my mother knew that my mother did a lot of stuff for the community. She was constantly taking in everybody's kids. Our house was always full. Um, anyone who was hungry or needed anything, she fed them. And that was just the person that she was. So we grew up seeing her be that kind of person and without her being here, he wanted some sort of way to continue on her legacy. So it's very important to both of us. So one thing we didn't mention before is my older sister, Jamie, is also a council member in the Connecticut chapter. So we really are all women on here. I love that. Yes. So it's definitely all women running that chapter, which is absolutely amazing. And yes, um, dealing with the grief and dealing with um, the loss of my aunt, which is Chastity's mom. And then less than 16 months later, dealing with the death of my mom, which both of them were extremely surprised. I mean, death is always surprising, but like both of them was just kind of out of the ordinary. Like we didn't see it coming for neither one of them. I know I could speak probably for both of us. We honestly thought they were going to pull through and you know, survive. We were going to have this wonderful miracle story. And then when they left, we was like, okay, so yeah, I want to be here no more. That's cool. You know, yeah, my mother was, uh, my mother was only 53 when she passed away. So it truly just to put it into perspective, I was only 23. My mother was 53. Um, yeah. It, it was not something that we were prepared for at all. It wasn't. Yeah. Things happen. 
Yeah, and I think that's, that's good to speak to as well because my mom was only 55. And then when I think about my father passing, he was only 45. So to see death at that young of an age and um, just like your mom, like I think it just ran in the family. We always had people coming in and out. We always had our door open and things of that nature. So most definitely it, um well a big thing to point out that our that you know the listeners may not know is that you know both of our parents had to deal with losing their parents young as well my mother yeah. was only four when her mom passed away and 14 when her father passed away so yeah. they pretty much only had each other um which is you know when you're dealing with a bunch of you know foster kids they they you make family right you you know it's not always what you came from you know they they made family Right. Yeah, that is something to speak about because our grandmother was only 36 when she passed away. So my mom was eight. Your Very mom young. was four. Yeah. And then our grandfather. Bill Tony was only four. You know. Yep. yep. And then our grandfather was in his 40s, maybe early 50s when he passed away. So most definitely been around grief and death a very long time in this family. <laughs> so most definitely. Do um, Cynthia or Alyssa, do y'all have any feedback or anything? Um, Not to like... I don't know. I don't want to like take away from your guys' story, but oh, not at all, not at all. <laughs> it definitely does. Like, um, I I didn't like grow up. A lot of like bad, not bad choices. I was a troubled child. I was a troubled youth. Um, and so I chose interesting paths, and I chose interesting friends, and lots of them are gone now. And um mostly due to death. Some are probably in jail and stuff like that, but mostly due to death, like drugs and all that stuff. And and I didn't necessarily grow up like that. My dad is an addict, and but I didn't really have to see that too much because my mom kept me away from that situation. But um, like I spent a lot of time in like residentials and things like that. So it was very, like I wasn't grieving death necessarily, but I was grieving my friends and I was grieving the like, the childhood that I thought that I was supposed to have and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Um, and so I think that seeing seeing a lot of the other people that were in those group homes and stuff like that and hearing their stories also changed my perspective on a lot of things because I wasn't, I was never like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I mean, I wasn't like overprivileged by any means, but I, I didn't go without, that's what, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, but so when I would when I would see other people and I would hear their stories and I would talk to them about, you know, whatever it is, drugs, this, that, the other thing, like when you're 15, 16 years old, like that really changes how you how you view the life that you grew up in. And it's uh, I think that 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 changed or that at least inspired me to want to help people because I've, I've always said I don't know what I want to do with my life. I just know that I want to help people. And I'm now I'm 32, and I still say I don't know what I want to do with my life, but I just know that I want to help people. I know that I want to be a sign language interpreter someday, and I know that I want to be fluent in Spanish as well. So I got that covered. But what do I do with those things? I don't know. Yes, <laughs> I think that I think that everybody has, you know, everybody's kind of got some part of a story that that wants to that helps them want to be motivated, you know, yes. to do good things. I absolutely uh, believe that, and I. I just, I love that you talked about like grief, not in a death kind of way, because the segment that you guys are actually on is grief beyond death. And that's what we talk about. Like 
like, yes, we get grief through death, but we also get grief, like things we don't no longer have, things we never had, like a lot of us grieve just our life before COVID or like you said, like being in a home, you're grieving stuff that you thought you should have had, but you didn't. And we just don't live in a society where we learn about grief. We don't live in a society where we truly understand what is like, how are we supposed to handle this? What is it supposed to look like? And it's like you said at 16, like, what does that look like? And who's going to teach me this? So, like, I love that. And I'm with you, too. Like, I've never known what I wanted to do. I just know I'm doing something. Like, it seems like you got to feel. No, it's questionable. <laughs> From over it's here, it looks great. Yeah, you know, I just, you know, I'm the same way. I, I want to help people. I also love community. Like, I love, love community. I like, I like it as a unit. And just being able to have that community aspect, I think it's so much more. But, you know, growing up, it was hard. Like, everybody wanted to be teachers, rappers, police officers. And here I was. I was like, I mean, as long as it's people, I'm pretty much there. Like, <laughs> so, yes, most definitely. And then, you know, Chaz. We could probably talk a lot about like just the pain we've endured in the family and just how much we probably witnessed as a unit, like just within ourselves, not even outside of everything else, but just all the trauma and health issues and family issues we've dealt with and what that even looks like girl us growing up. And I always tell people like we grew, we grow up so confused. <laughs> Grow so confused, but yeah, I appreciate y'all both for um sharing that and just being open and honest and just really like pouring out your heart because I know my audience is real big on just learning about you know what is this grief thing, what does that look like? Nobody has taught us, and then you got this crazy lady that's like, We're gonna talk about grief, okay? Like, that's it, that's it, that's all. So I appreciate y'all for definitely opening up. We're going to take another break. But when we come back, we are going to learn more about the New Era Young Lords. What, what are they? What are they doing? What is it? We're going to get into that conversation. Okay, so make sure you come back. And we are back with the Healing She Got Faith show here on Total Entertainment Radio. Yes, so we have our wonderful guest. It's Women's Month. And do y'all see this screen, though? Know? Do you see all these fine women on here? Okay, just listen. We about that life, okay? So, yes. So, whoever wants to go first, um, can you guys just give us a little background of the Young Lords? Who are they? What do they stand for? What type of group are they or organization? If I've been using the wrong terminology, check me, let me know so I can correct myself. So, yeah, whoever wants to go first, please feel free. Chastity? Um, well, I'm going to talk a little bit about how the new era Young Lords came to be, but as for like a little more history on the original Young Lords and um, a little more information on that, one of my other, um, probably going to take that one. Um, so the new, uh, the Young Lords was a Chicago-based street gang 
that became a civil and human rights organization. Uh, the group aimed to fight for neighborhood uh, empowerment and self-determination for Puerto Rico, Latinos, and colonized people. Mm-hmm. Um, the Young Lords was founded by Jose Chacha Jimenez, um, September 23rd, 1968. Oh, okay, nice. Um, what is the one thing that attracted you to the organization? And anybody can answer. I honestly was looking for something to do. And I've always loved working with the community, but I don't have a lot of people in my life that I saw actually doing the type of work I always wanted to do. Um, So when the New Era Young Lords was being founded, it was really just a small group of people all sitting in a room just talking about our history, you know, talking about, you know, Huey P. Newton, Fred Hampton, that sort of thing, Black Panthers. Um, you know, the original Young Lords. And that's always been a history that's been very interesting to me. I know mm-hmm. I know uh, your brother and my cousin, TJ, and I have shared books back and forth. And we've, um, yep. you know, we've spoke about learning the history a little bit and then actually going to travel and see things for ourselves. But I, I love that we were modernizing something that already existed and something that had a lot of success and influence and you know like Cynthia said it was created in the 1960s but people today know who the Young Lords were you know if you know who Fred Hampton was you should know who the Young Lords were yes absolutely absolutely I and I love that you brought that up because I do like a lot of times when I talk to people I say like yeah like I have family in the new area Young Lords and they always be like the people with Fred Hampton I'm like yeah <laughs> like that's exactly what it is but it's cool to like have y'all here because for me and maybe it's the state that I'm in and just the area like a lot of people feel like it's so far away like the concept of the organization still being alive and still actually doing stuff and y'all do a lot of stuff whether it be the New York chapter or y'all ch- I know y'all chapter because obviously I saw the chance a lot I know y'all do a lot of stuff um but I think like for people to be like mm, so they're still around so like what has your experience been with being a part of the new area in the Lord? And it, I don't know if you can, but is it like y'all have a comparison to like the original? We can't compare to original because we wasn't there. But I just want to say, you know, I'm definitely grateful and happy to be in the organization. We're like family. Mm, I love that. Like we, I mean, I don't know if you could describe family because we don't fight as much. <laughs> <laughs> That's because we don't live near each other. You know, I came from I came from, you know, upstate New York, moved to Connecticut for like about two years. I didn't know anybody. Mm. Nobody. You know, and once I joined, it was like I had a I had my second family. You know what I'm saying? When you you're by yourself in a in a state or you know, somewhere new and you don't have nobody to talk to, you don't have no place to go, no nothing. It's like this was, you know, and and our chairman Subi could could attest to that because he's like, you guys are my second family, you're my mm. home away from home. And I want to let you know that Subi, Subi, he's part of like the national. He he and his wife Tiffany, 
they're the ones that really got New Era Young Lords started. Yep. And um, just another shout out to another, you know, woman in charge, Tiffany. Yes. Okay. Tiffany is it for us. Okay. So, you know, Subi may have been, maybe whatever, but Tiffany is all of our go-to and just took a second to shout her out for that. Um, We we really are the talker. Tiffany, Tiffany's that it's the same thing with like Ian and Cynthia. Ian's the talker. Cynthia's the one that's like, all right, this is how this is going to do. We're going to do it like this. And the same thing with Subi. Subi's just like, Tiffany's like, yes, because behind every strong man, there's a strong woman standing right behind him. Okay, as lucky for Subi and Ian, they have a whole, you know, they got a crew of women behind them. Yes, um, I love that. I love that it's like women ran too. So like with the organization, is it only like Puerto Ricans or do you see like other people still trying to come in and come in? How does that <laughs> Alyssa? We like, love everybody. Not me, sorry. We love everybody so not, here. So it's not only Puerto Ricans, yeah. We we accept everybody, um, no matter the age, the creed, the gender. Uh, we accept everybody, uh, don't matter nationality. I'm Dominican. Um, Ian is half Puerto Rican, half Mexican. Um, Alyssa is. I'm just white. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. That's it. Um, we I'm have, like a whole mix of everything in Europe. It's fine. We have Haitian members. That part out. <laughs> uh, we have Jamaican members. I mean, we we you know we embrace because it's not only us that's suppressed. It's, it's every culture. Mm-hmm. It's every. But we also work like yes, it's a class we work issue. alongside. Yeah, we work alongside a it's lot of other people as well. Absolutely, absolutely. It's like, and that's. I think that that's what uh, people kind of tend to forget or not realize, especially because of like some of the slogans that we use nowadays, like Black Lives Matter. Like everyone's like, "Why do only Black Lives Matter?" And it's like that's clearly not what we're saying. Like it's just the, they're the most oppressed, you know. Well, yeah. indigenous, but it's not. That's really complicated. Let me not say the most, but you know what I mean. Um, and I think that people get so stuck on like that one part of it where they're like, they, they just look at this little, their blinders are so, so right in front of their face. And that's the only thing that they hear. They hear that one word. They say black, they say this, they say that one. When back in the day, there was the Black Panthers. There was, is it the Young Patriots or the? Yes, I can never young, Patriots, okay. young Patriots. Young, yep, Young Patriots, Young Lords. It was all the, the, the brown all came, you know? Yeah, they all yep. came together and it was supposed to be something of a rainbow coalition. And I believe that that's kind of our goal. And in, in nowadays, especially because it's like, how can, especially like nowadays, everything is so much more progressive, which is awesome. Yep. I love it. I love it so much. But, you know, if we if we are going to be only if we only allow certain people in, then how are we supposed to affect change with all people? You know what I mean? Exactly. And when it when it really does come down to it is it's a class issue. It's a, it's the one percent against the poor people. You know what I mean? like the people in power against the people that are out here just doing everyday life you know mm-hmm. like it, it's not it's not it's not necessarily specific to any any or any certain color creed whatever gender but there's there's a there's definitely class issues and and social issues for sure yes go ahead Jess. another thing is as it stands right now in march 2020 you know we've we're interstate now. Um, it really did new era young lords started in Connecticut the way the original young lords started in Illinois, you know. Um, but like you said, we're in New York. Um, 
we're actually we're in Chicago again. Definitely, there's a Chicago chapter, and they they do a lot. They and they really are a family and a team over there too. You know, we're really happy for them. Um, you know, we have some people actually in Puerto Rico. Uh, you know, we're Cynthia, we're Florida. Florida. We're in Florida. Um, he was in Rhode Island, but uh, yeah, Rhode Island moved again. to Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, this is Chicago, this is Ohio. Um, I think we have like Chicago. five Florida. or six chapters all yeah. together. For right and now, we even we even got to work with original Young Lords as well. They've come to our meetings. We've got to meet them in person and, and stuff like that. So it's been really, it's been really awesome. Yeah, we have like, like a group chat where you can talk to some OGs and stuff like that too. It's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And they've they've given us actual advice and you know told us yeah. stories and it's it's been a it's been a real privilege. It really has been. Yeah. We're supposed yes, to go up. Awesome. To do some kind of a ceremony for Cha Cha at some point too, which would be really yeah. awesome to experience. Yeah. That that sounds real awesome, and I say that because. One, Alyssa, you broke it down so well, just like who's invited, like who who can come, and just the issues that you all are really just trying to hit head on. And one, I just like to say, the white girl said that, okay, because you know, so y'all be coming for me. I see, I got a white girl on the show. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't. I'm not usually proud about that, so I'll take it right now. <laughs> I'm like, listen, that's a whole nother story. But we broke it down, which I think is great for people for for people to understand because I do think that is a point. It's not that I think. We know that that is a part of history that people do not talk about. We know that that's a part of history that that we're not taught. You know, I tell people all the time, and I think I'm playing, but I'm really, I really cannot wait to see the textbooks for this generation from like 2020 on up because hopefully the right people write it. Because yep. what we grew up on, unless it was for people like us, like like Chad said, like there there's many times where we just pass books back and forth, whether it be mental health, whether it be war on uh what's it called, war on race books. Like we have like we have to literally educate and teach our, ourselves. So it's important to have organizations like the New Area Boys. It's important to have people like us who just really enjoy community and the advocacy aspect because. I know we've all grown up like and finally got to an age and was like, y'all taught us what? Now, why did that make sense to teach that? You know, I'm seeing a lot of this now. Like, that's not even what happened. And that's the other thing, like there's a thing going on, on social media right now where like they're teaching us that like the media purposely makes people look older. So like Martin Luther King purposely putting pictures in black and white to make us think that it was longer than what it was. But come to find out, Betty White was older than half half the people that we saw assassinated in this country. Yep. So Ruby Bridges is 67 years old. Ruby Bridges, yep. She looks good, too. <laughs> it makes really me so good. angry. I'm like, yeah, that's history, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and like. we're, we're taught that it happened so long ago, and literally, like in perspective, it it wasn't. So it's important to have these organizations, and it's important to have. 
the access to it because because of the thing that you all are doing, people are constantly being educated. Constantly. How has it been work having an organization like the global revolution that happened? Because you know we had the global pandemic, but alongside it, the global revolution itself back up because like the, the the people of the community are getting killed by the people who's supposed to protect us, which, you know, that's a different story for another day, but um, how how is it being in this organization and working through this global pandemic, I mean, revolution? I think it's, I think that that's honestly kind of what brought me to the Young Lords, because I was trying to do anything and everything that I could running around going to this protest going to that rally whatever the whatever was going on I was doing anything that I could at the time um but it was I could never find like I tried to create my own group I tried to do I don't know if it's a Connecticut thing I don't know if it's a New England thing we're just not always that friendly with each other and it's like even if we're on the same team it felt like we were in a competition type thing and then I met I can't remember if I met Cynthia first I know what I, I know I met you first through TikTok but I can't remember if it was you or Lobo first but either way um we started talking through TikTok actually and then we met in real life and it was <laughs> that's an interesting story I don't know if we want to get into that but <laughs> I might tell it I like stories like that <laughs> that's a good use of social media <laughs> Uh, my passion overtook my body a little bit the first time that I met Cynthia and the and the New Era Young Lords in real life. Um, there was a lady that did, it was a it was called May Day. Do you want to give a history on May Day? Because I don't remember what it yeah. is. Real quick. Uh, so May Day was created in New Haven, Connecticut, uh, regarding the racial issues of, I believe, five black uh, young Black Panthers that were uh, falsely arrested. Or falsely accused and it was really big back then um i don't remember the, the exact year but it was huge um so yeah, we so tried it like to... may 1st i remember that so we were trying to we we're trying to bring attention to that and we it was um you know donations there was i want to say there was food out there there was yeah. clothes there's everything you know what i mean we had there was just people everywhere homeless people getting anything that they needed and whatever blah 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 all of a sudden this white lady walks up with a megaphone and a, <laughs> a an american flag <laughs> and this like shopping cart thing like you know the ones that you yeah whatever anyway so she walks up and I just see Lobo walk over and I was like, I have a feeling that I need to follow him. And then I did. And then all of a sudden there was like a hundred people following us. And um, the lady was just, I don't even know what the heck she was talking about. She was saying was something about, about uh, the uh, the oil or the pipeline is the result for, <laughs> for immigrant children Listen, or her, something. I, <laughs> Her shirt said something about free our children. Her sign said something about vaccines and passports. Like, I don't I don't know where this woman was coming from. I could not figure it out. Either way, she just needed to leave. It was not her spot to be in whatever. And so I assisted her in leaving. And that was... <laughs> Period. <laughs> That was um that, that was the first time that they were like, oh that that little white girl's crazy. <laughs> okay, I think I like her. Um, but actually Ian the cacique was like, 
I'm not even gonna lie to you. He was like, you made me a little nervous about letting you in the chapter after that shit. And I was like, listen, all I wanted her to do was leave. Like, cause she kept on putting, putting her cart in between us so that like, we never put our hands on her. We never did anything, you know, just leave, leave, leave. In the background, you just hear all these people, afuera, afuera, afuera. It was fantastic. I loved it. But so then the next thing I know, she says, whatever it was. And then I just noticed that her hand wasn't on the cart. So I grabbed the cart and I left with the cart and that was when she made her exit as well it was it was beautiful wow but okay okay the, with the passion <laughs> the thing that i think actually led me to actually wanting to continue to work with this group was discipline there's a meet. I mean, and don't get me wrong. We have fun. We mess around. I, you know, I talk to them like I talk to, well, actually, no, I talk to them different. I talk to my family, but you get it. Um, <laughs> I talk to you better than I talk to my family probably. But um, so like they, it was very like, we have hats, we have swag, you know what I mean? Like it's very, when, when we're coming, you know that we're coming and there's a meeting every Friday. And if you're not, I mean, not that you're like, you're not there, you're going to get in trouble or anything, but you know, um, they're very understanding, but there's, there's, it's an organization. It's legitimate. There's follow through. There's, there's people on top. There's, you know what I mean? Whereas before it was just like, all right, let's go to this event. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. Da, 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 da. We gotta, we gotta go make some noise over here on this street corner. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. I love doing that too. Do not get me wrong. That's like kind of my favorite thing to do, you know, like just going out there and making noise and not irritating people, but like, you're paying attention if you're mad at me for standing here. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. But, um, <laughs> you know, but these, this, this group was just, it was, it's a very different vibe. Um, and for the most part, like Ian really does. He gives us like me and Cynthia, I want to say, put the majority of that women's rights. Um, what the heck? What am I trying to say? Um, the woman's, the woman's right March. Yeah, yeah. We did. I mean, he just said it, it's not my not my bag. You guys do it. You know what I mean? And we did. So and that, and that turned out really really well. So it's just there's there's a level of in this group, I guess. And um, that's that's probably what actually brought me to want to continue being being here and and feeling like I'm actually doing what I wanted to be doing since this whole social uh, justice revolution started. I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was beautiful. Um, <laughs> That touched me. <laughs> so we're going to go take a break. When we come back, we're going to finish this conversation about the new area. Lord. So come back. And we are back on Total Entertainment Radio, the Healing She Got Fake show. And we have the new era, Young Lords. So before you all left, before we took a break, we were talking about what keeps you in the organization. And the conversation actually started off with like, how is it being in an organization like this during the global revolution? So I wanted to kind of continue that conversation Um have there been some experiences, um, whether it be like just things falling through or like if people have cyber attacks you, try to bully you or like what has there been any negative experience in that aspect? And then how are you all able to deal with that? We get called the game like every other day. Like I talk to different organizations and they're like, oh, the game? Oh, we're not gonna talk to you. You guys are a gang. You know what I mean? So it's like 
we get that aspect or we get uh, people that um, don't fit the criteria in your organization where they don't have that passion or they have a certain passion, but it's not right for the organization. They, they'll start bashing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we're not selective on who we bring in, but we also want them to respect the organization and the people in it. Mm-hmm. And you gotta, can't respect- you gotta vet your people. Yeah. So it's like, if you can't respect none of that, then you can't be a part of this because we're all, we're all one. Not not one over the other. We all have respect for each other, and we all, you know, um, we don't think uh, we're better and bigger than anybody. So, uh, I mean, we do get a lot of a lot of hate. Like, <laughs> like no tomorrow. Like people create. Um, this guy created a fake uh, YouTube called the Young Lords. He called us out to join. Come to find out, he was there to find information about our organization, what we do. And basically to kind of like bash us. What? We've also been um, called anti-white. <laughs> um, we've been, yeah, we've been called anti-white a lot, which is funny because, you know, my good friend Alyssa here. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called yeah, white supremacist myself. So I've been called yeah. all the, every single name in the book. And it's all like, wait a second, that's you. Did you not hear the argument that we were just having? Because that's on that's on you. <laughs> like, you know, we we've also been like, you know, um, at least I've had some people say this towards me. Um, you know, they've accused us of being like very leftist, like very political, very left. And um, I mean, I don't exactly. I I think we pick the more moral or humane approach to every everything that's going on. I don't, you know, I don't right. necessarily think we're picking left or right we we try to steer clear of that of anything you know religious wise and all that as well too you know we want to help the community we want to help all people uh, if that makes me left i'll be all the way over there that's fine all the way i mean i had people come up to me who was running for a political party and i had to turn them down because we're not here we're not here for just one one side you know what i'm saying we're here just we're here for the community at the end of the day our people need to eat. Our people need clothing and shelter. Yeah, yeah. They I need do. training and education and all that. Like we're oh. there's a lot of stuff that yeah. we're really hoping to get started on. Exactly, and I do appreciate that you said that, Cynthia, because I do feel like a lot of politicians will pick out certain, even like churches or groups, and try to get endorsements. But I do feel like it has made community organizations look bad, especially recently because these organizations do support a political representative and then when things get found out about that political person, the supporters are the ones who get hurt. You know, the supporters are, well, y'all supported this person, so like staying clear, like you know, you're going to believe in who you vote for, but these are our morals, these are our standards, this is what we're going to follow. I can't endorse you because but I think, like, I know in St. Louis, the way that people have kind of gone around that is, like, okay, I can't, and I'm not saying this to y'all for y'all to do it, but, like, what I've seen personally is um, out here, it's been, like, I'm not going to endorse you either way, but we'll teach people how to vote. We'll teach people how to research. We'll teach people how to pick a side, not necessarily, like, me endorse you. Or if there's a corrupt person in office right now, yeah, we need to get them out, but, like, who's the option? So teaching um, people how to know that like yeah this person needs to get out but we also need to make sure we're putting a better actual 
person for the community in it. Yeah. So I think that is something that like activists and other organizations or if they're up and coming organizations can take note of like, okay, you're not affiliated with them, but we do have that duty of teaching people how to educate themselves. So I really appreciate you saying that because it's something, again, they don't teach us how to do. Like, honestly, until I got older, I never knew about local elections until I started doing the research and learning stuff. And I'm like, oh, we get to vote on a lot of stuff. Why they only teach us about the presidential stuff? Like... <laughs> Yeah, and it is how they want it. And again, that's why it's it's important to have these conversations and it's important to have a group like you all. Um, so just be present. Like I I am so honored just to have the connection that I do to you all because one, it's just really dope. Like everything that y'all are doing and everything that y'all are bringing forth and the type of activities that are to come is just really dope. Two, y'all in connection with the OGs of the organization. So it's not like y'all just woke up one day and was like, all right, we're having a meeting on Friday. We're going to start this thing. But y'all actually have a connection with the original people and with other chapters. And I know like y'all are helping build up other chapters. So I think that's super dope because, again, it's something that it really turned into seeing pain and turning it into passion. Like seeing everything that you have been through, everything you've seen, seeing what's going on in the world and being like, there has to be an answer. There has to be a solution. We have to fix this. So I definitely like just love that and appreciate everything that like, we've talked about and everything that you all have said. We're going to take one last break, but when we come back, we're going to see what the new young lords are up to how we can contact them and any last minute things welcome back to the healing she got faith show i'm so sad because we're in our last few minutes of the show this went by way too fast y'all <laughs> went by way too fast but um in the last few minutes i would like you all to kind of tell people where they can find you how they can contact you if you guys want to talk about any upcoming events or if you want to talk about previous events, just kind of let people know where they can reach out, learn more about you. Um, I think that'd be a good thing, too, because I'm sure people will want to know, like, where can we learn about you all? So we have a TikTok, um, New Era Young Lords, uh, the Facebook, NUIL, New Era Young Lords, the, the Instagram. We also sell merchandise as well. <laughs> for uh, fundraising or organization. Um, the IG is, there's a whole bunch of different um, yeah. Instagrams. So if you're looking for specifically the Connecticut chapter, it's new era young lords underscore CT. But then if you're looking, and this is Instagram, but then if you're looking for, um, you know, the new era young lords as a whole, it's, it's new underscore era underscore young underscore lords. Um, but yes, the Facebook NYL public one. There's also a private one. I had to confirm that before I got on here. <laughs> that is the public page. Um, and then I guess I'll toot my own horn up for a minute for my TikTok because I try to post as much as I can too. Um, but mine is Comrade Opposed. That's my TikTok. And then I have a Facebook and a IG as well that are 
uh, comrades and comrades care. So I try to post all types of events that are on there. I try to post not only local stuff, I try to post everything for the most part, issues that are going on in different communities and mostly social justice issues is kind of my, kind of my thing as the activist of the group, you know? Um, I think those are the only ones that I wrote down. I don't think I'm missing anything else. No. Okay. And events, we got plenty of events all the time. We're working on our next one. I think we're in the process of like, we're like in the really beginning steps, but um, we just worked on that anti-war demonstration and we worked with a whole bunch of groups around here, mostly in the New Haven area. Uh, it seemed like most of those groups came from there. There was like, um, Cynthia and I went out to Middletown uh, a few weeks ago. Those were a different group. Like those are completely new comrades that like I don't even I didn't even recognize half of them and they were like a whole bunch of old white men and it was fantastic to see I was like yeah, yeah. yeah it was like veterans against new, war and all that kind of stuff the you know? um, yeah and then the one that, say it again yeah no I didn't hear that we have an event okay okay news to fundraise and then we have the is that June... the new one that we're about to do yeah. Yeah, um, they want us to do it maybe in April, um, I think May, with the church. Um, there's the event for um, oh, yeah, yeah. for Cha-Cha on June 4th, hopefully. he is. We're going to honor him, and he is going to pass the church down to Subi. Mm -hmm. um, the church have, is a huge, a huge improvement for us, too. Like, that's going to be our, like, kind of home base type thing. But that was another thing where Cynthia was talking about, like, we get kind of a little bit of discrepancy because people are like, are y'all a gang? I don't think we want yeah. a gang in my yeah. church. Yeah. Um, so we had to wait a while to get approval for that. So we're trying to have our first event actually in the church, uh, in a, apparently in May. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Um, any last minute things? Do you have any like life quotes or advice or any just last minute words? So can I go? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So I want to honestly thank and many blessings to the original Young Lords, um, Chacha Jimenez, uh, David Rivera Sr., which he, he's a lot of help. Um, I want to give thanks to the most of the women uh, OG in the organization, uh, Denise um, Oliver Velez, um, Iris Morales, they were, back then, they were, you know, top tier women, you know. Um, you know, I want to give uh, Sonia Ivani, um, Omar Lopez, uh, Panama, um, Tony Baez, Carlos Flores. I mean, you know, this goes on, you know what I mean? I just want to thank them for um, opening that gateway for us. Yeah. And, you know, giving us that, that right hand. Oh, I, I almost forgot Felipe Luciano, which his son is the head um, Casica in Florida. Um, I just want to thank all the OGs and, you know, I want to thank Subi and his wife for opening up the organization again and accepting not just, you know, Latin people, but accepting all people. Mm, I love that. Yeah, shout out to y'all. Definitely shout out to y'all and then of course i want you all to give you all flowers thanks for coming on this platform and speaking 
on your grief, your experience, you representing for your organization, being women, being women in power, and definitely just coming and showing out. Um, this is also show, Social Work Month, and one of the core values of social work is social justice. And so, like, you guys align with that, and that's why I have you on the show to represent for the social injustices in the world and the people fighting, but also to for the women that have been in charge and the women who have been making things happen. And then also to giving flowers to the people before you and the people who are going to come after you. So I am definitely looking forward to see all the things you guys are going to do and the growth of the organization. You know, Healing She Got Faith is a huge supporter of y'all. So you guys can come back anytime. You guys have, <laughs> we can definitely do this more often. And also to just, just know that you have a supporter wherever I'm at, I'm always going to put on for y'all as well. So thank you so much for thank your you. time. Appreciate thank you for having you. us. Of thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah, so tell all your people, Total Entertainment Radio, um, Monday, 3 p.m. This show will air on the March 21st. Okay. So, all right, y'all. As always, I'm sad to go, but we'll be back next Monday. And always remember to love you the way you love the world. We'll catch you next time. Bye. <laughs>